Welcome back to week 15 of the NFL Betting Edge with Pittsburgh Billy and the Professor. How's everyone doing uh, this morning? Doing great. It's uh, you know beautiful Pittsburgh morning here, Friday morning. Happy to be here with Zach and Pittsburgh Billy. How are you, Billy? I'm good. I'm ready to talk football. I don't know about you guys after last night's dud. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into a quick recap before we get into the card this week. Uh, Ryan last week was 2-2, two and two, uh, lost his teaser, won two of his straights, and lost uh, the Seahawks. Uh, Billy was 6-1, and one, won both of his teasers, and uh, four out of his five straight plays. Congrats, Bill. Yeah, Ryan, uh, thanks. You uh, heckled me for picking so many games, but uh, you managed to pick the one teaser that didn't cover. Yeah, for me, the, the one... <laughs> they all made it, but Indy... I would actually be curious seeing the long teasers with the new two-point conversions, like how they're going so much more. I they're think hitting at a pretty good percentage this year. Blind long teasers used to need to be about 74% to break even with minus 120, the standard, six points. So I'm not, I'm not sure what they are this year. I'd be curious on getting those stats. I have no idea what the percentage are, but I know the bookmakers are not. They're crying about it. So, um, If this tells you anything, ESPN bet the new betting app, Six-point teasers minus 150. Interesting. Well, that app uh, is out to screw you. I think apps like that uh, keep private bookmakers in business, to be honest with you. Because that, that app, other than the bonus that they're going to give out probably for another four months, and then that'll be over. Other than that, I mean, the prices that I've seen on ESPN bet is an absolute screw job. So, okay. All right, let's get into the uh, first game of the Saturday triple header. We have uh, Vikings heading to Cincinnati. Bengals, three-point favorites here. Total is 40.5. Vikings making a, a new QB change starting Mullins this week um, as the Bengals look to stay hot. Back-to-back uh, -back good performances from Browning. Professor? Um, great QB battle here to start off Saturday. Um, Nick Mullins, he's a uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan system guy, and uh, he's been with the Shanahan system for a long time. He is not a great athlete, not a great arm, but he's going to be a functional work the system there. Uh, they're down to Ty Chandler at running back, who was a fifth-round pick last year. Um, Flores is a defense playing really good. Uh, on the other side, Browning, uh, he's really coming into his own. He's an accurate quarterback. Um, he actually set the national record for passing touchdowns in high school in California and was a freshman starter for Washington. Very accurate quarterback uh, with some time there. He's working within the offense. They have good talent. I think uh, I, I, I like Cincy here, but uh, I don't really want to lay 3-3.5 as I think Minnesota is also alive. But I definitely favor Cincy in this. I think 40.5 I think is about right on the total. Minnesota has been playing in a lot of lower scoring games, especially last week. Yeah, um, I know I said Nick Mullins sucks last week. Um, I, I'm, I, I have, uh, I do have uh, way below average opinion of him as far as NFL quarterbacks go. But he is, fu he can be functional. He's had a lot of NFL experience, like starts under his belt. Um, Shanahan actually really liked him at one point, and then he threw four picks in a pivotal important game and he never saw the field again they actually I think traded him a couple weeks later maybe or 
or put him on the practice squad. But um, I think the offense will do much better with Mullins in there than, than Dobbs. Uh, plus, Jaron Hall will be the backup in case something goes wrong with him, which is another upgrade over Dobbs. But uh, um, Cincinnati's been hot. Uh, they definitely step up in class with defenses. They played uh, Jacksonville. Is D and Indianapolis is D, Minnesota's D a lot better, a lot more blitzing, a lot more looks. It'll confuse a quarterback uh, like Browning who hasn't had a ton of NFL action. But uh, I love uh, what I'm seeing out of Browning. Just think he's really got command of the offense. Plus he's got great weapons. His offensive line's good. You know I'm, I I really want to pull the trigger on Cincinnati, but. Uh, just no, no line value. I made the game 2.7. Uh, and after taking plus one last week, well, I, on the show I laid two. But even laying two uh, against Indianapolis, uh, now you're playing Minnesota, who's a much, much better team. And you're laying three. Like, it just doesn't seem like uh, nearly the as good a spot as last week. Uh I'll be passing this one in gaming it. Uh, Minnesota plays close games, man. You look at their schedule this year; uh, almost every game goes down to the wire. So, laying points against the Vikes not a good proposition, and we'll pass here in in game. All right, next game for Saturday we have Pittsburgh heading to Indy. Uh, Colts minus one and a half total, forty-two and a half. Huge playoff implication here in this game. Steelers coming off a little bit of a little longer of a rest here after two pitiful losses at home. Um, Indy finally had a game where they kind of got humbled a little bit by Cincy last week. Uh, what do you see here, Professor? Yeah, I can't believe these teams are slated to be in the playoffs right now. Um, neither one's a playoff team. Uh, two more backup quarterbacks here, too. Uh, a lot of rumblings for Rudolph for uh, the Steelers. You know, the Steelers offense, without Matt Canada, had one burst good output, but after that, they're Debatable, even worse. Um, same Steelers need to keep the game close, help the defense wins it. Uh, on the Colts side of the ball, uh, you know, since Jonathan Taylor went out the last two weeks, Zach Moss has not really produced. He's been very inefficient, uh, and Minshew is not that much of a creator. You can't put the whole offense on his shoulders. Um, the Steelers uh, secondary and middle of the field are pretty weak. I could see Indy exploiting that with Pittman and Josh Downs. Uh, I think the line's pretty accurate here. I think it should be around a pick'em game. I don't mind India's one and a half, forty-two and a half. Uh, I kind of lean under there, but Indy does play a little fast for me, uh, so I'm going to pass on that one. Yeah, at the beginning of the week, um, I like couldn't wait to to bet Indianapolis here, but after thinking about it more and more, um, I, th- I think I was just looking to bet against Mitch Trubisky. Um, he may not be as bad this week as he was last week. He, he, he just man, he gives up on plays. He he's got happy feet. Uh, I I could never be on Pittsburgh in a million years in this spot. Um, but it is a great Tomlin spot. I mean, they just lost the back to back home games against two win teams. Um, Mitch swears he's going to play better, and he might, but. Uh, I don't trust it. Um, 
you know, I think Pittsburgh only wins here if they get turnovers, which is highly probable against Minshew. Um, uh, the defenses are it's pretty close. Both secondaries are not good. Uh, both have good pass rushes. Eh. I mean, I made the game a flat two, so I'm not going to do anything here. I made the total 43 I favor over, but I mean, it just it's another in game. To uh, wrap up the Saturday card. We have uh, Broncos heading to Detroit here to take on the Lions. Uh, Lions four and a half point favorites. Total is at forty-seven and a half. Uh, this one for me is going to be my lock of the week. I am taking uh, the Lions minus four and a half at home. Zach's so going for four in a row. I absolutely hate taking this number, dead number, plus taking it half. But um, I really like the Lions in this spot. I think uh, against such a bad run defense, I think they'll be able to control the game uh, with their run style. Um, I also think uh, the one thing the Lions defense does well is pressure the quarterback. I think if they get to Wilson, they'll be fine. Although it does scare me with a backdoor for Denver. And um, I think the Lions have proven to be a really good bounce-back team this year. So I'm, uh, I'm taking the Lions. Professor? Nice. Love your points. I actually had similar notes here. Um, so I, I think that the, the main battle here is you have Ben Johnson, who's going to be an NFL head coach next year, against Van, Vance Joseph, who will have a chance. <coughs> Denver's played a lot better the last four or five weeks, but Russell Wilson has not looked better. Uh, Denver's pass defense is great. Their run defense is not. They've been gashed by the running game. Uh, we know Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson will, will hammer the ball and want to run it. We also know Jared Goff's home road splits. He plays much better at home. For a, a night primetime game for Detroit, I think they're going to be up for it. I think Detroit can control the ball, and I think Russell Wilson's playing over his head, playing a lot luckier than he is. I think Detroit has been coached well, but outperforming their talent. Uh, I'm on Detroit as well. It's my first play of the day, minus four and a half. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think I, Russell Wilson is not going to continually move the ball, and I think Detroit is going to get at least to the mid-upper 20s here in points. I think Detroit's going to have a great game on offense here. Yeah, usually when these uh, when these angles that every single person that bets in the country is using, like the golf one, uh, they're like a bunch of BS. But, like, this one's actually hitting at a really high percentage. It's pretty funny. Uh, you're supposed to get good golf here, but, uh, man, I don't – I don't know. I don't. I don't like the way he's been playing. It, all, everything you guys said, offensively for the Lions, they actually have a really good matchup here. Should be a bounce back spot. I think they'll run and and be able to pass. He should, Goff should get time to throw, and he is good when he gets time to throw. Um, I, I don't know, Zach. I don't think their pass rush is anything special. The Lions. Uh, but uh, but if anything, I would play the Lions. But I I, I made the game four point seven and forty seven, so uh, there's just not enough value uh, for me to bet a shitty defense like the Lions and lay points against the team that's won six out of their last seven. So again, I'm it's in game Saturday for me. I got no play Saturday. Nice, they're all island games. Perfect for one. Yeah, it really is. I love island games like that. One point for Detroit. They're running away with the division. Now now Minnesota is really close. Detroit and Minnesota play two of the next three weeks. 
So it's a key game for here for Detroit to stay ahead of Minnesota as well. Definitely. All right. Uh, first uh, Sunday game, we have a divisional battle here. Uh, Atlanta traveling to Carolina. The Falcons here, minus three. Total is 33 and a half. Uh, Professor, what do you see in this one? Um, I hope I don't see it. This is probably the game, the least amount of game I want to watch here. Uh, there's supposed to be some high winds and rain. Uh, a couple games in the southeast, we're going to see that. Uh, Carolina went very run-heavy. They're under Thomas Brown's running their offense now. And even in negative game scripts, they've still gone run-heavy. We all know what Arthur Smith loves to do, run the ball. Uh, Desmond Ritter has not looked efficient. Neither has Bryce Young. Uh, it's a low total, but I'm going under 33 and a half here. Um, it's, I, I don't see either passing offense moving the ball. Both teams are willing to run the ball in close and semi-close games. Plus, when you factor in some wind, heavy winds and rain, um, I don't like either passing game here. I'm going under 33 and a half and where, the, again, the clock should be continuously moving. Yeah, you can get 34. I, I played this under already. Under 34? Yeah. Even better. Thirty. I went under thirty-four and thirty-four and a half. There's thirty-fours out there. Um, yeah, Arthur Smith. If he has a three-point lead, he thinks it's three touchdowns. He just <laughs> wants to ice the game and run the clock. And Carolina's offense, boy, I'll tell you, I was. Um, I, I, you know, every year, I feel like I make a couple stupid plays throughout the season. One or two plays that I totally regret. Which uh, that that's and this Carolina was one of them. I mean, I had them the week before against Tampa. Felt really fortunate to get a cover there, and then I was dumb enough to bet them again the next week. But uh, you know, still had a great week other than that game. But um, yeah, I, uh, I Bryce Young. I mean, I honestly knew he was struggling. A lot, but I never really knew how bad he was till I watched him last week. I mean, in a dome with good conditions, and he really wasn't getting a huge pass rush or anything. He, he. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm, I don't want to call a rookie a bust. But man, he just does not. He looks terrible. So, uh, yeah, Carolina is. Uh, I mean, just leaps and bounds, the worst team in the league. And uh, but I will say, if uh, if there was ever a spot for him, bad weather, a team that doesn't win by margin, like this is not a bad spot. Like I made the game a flat two and a half, but I'm not betting Carolina. But uh, I could only have Carolina. But I did bet the under. Totally agree with Professor. Under thirty four. All right, next we have uh, Bears at Browns here. Browns three-point favorites. Total is 38-and-a-half. Um, Bears looked great last week. Uh, huge bounce-back win against the Lions. Uh, looks solid on both sides of the ball. Browns showed some life on offense finally. Uh, Flacco looking uh, looking like his old self, so that was kind of fun to watch. Professor, what do you think? Yeah, uh, Bears defense under Iberflus has uh, come alive. They're doing pretty well. Uh, Bears are a very competitive team right now. Uh, Luke Getzey's really running Justin Fields a lot. He's getting you know 12 to 15 rushing attempts a game, um, keeping defenses on their toes. Flacco is really pushing the ball downfield. 
Uh, it's opened up the Bears' offense, something their past quarterbacks haven't done. I think three's accurate. I mean, this should be a close game. Normally, I'd look for the under here, but the way Flacco's playing, you know, I don't want to go under with him, you know, a lot more pass attempts than the Bears are used to. Um, so, but my initial thought was to look at the under, but I'm going to avoid it with Flacco. I think it's a competitive game. I think the line and total are both pretty accurate. You're going to get some rain and wind in this game, uh, 15 to 20 miles an hour with rain. I think 65, 70% chance of rain. Um, Cleveland's got O-line cluster injuries. Uh, Delpit, one of the best safeties in the league, just went on IR. Denzel Ward is iffy to play. He missed last week. He was supposed to play last week. He missed. And, and uh, you know, I think he's had one DNP and one limit. It doesn't look like he's going to play again. Um, Bears, on the other hand, pretty healthy. Uh, and they're playing really well. I, I, it's a, they got a great, interesting situation because they're deciding what they want to do with Justin Fields at the end of the season, and I think the next four games are going to be big to, big indicators of which way they go. I, I think if they trade Fields, they'll probably get a new coaching staff. But if they keep them, I think they'll keep the coaches because they don't want they, they want Fields to have some continuity going forward. And, and I, I think the coaches actually haven't done a bad job uh, second half of the season here. Um, I mean, I'm dying to bet the Bears here. I, I think everything, uh, just not really getting enough enough points here. The, you know, the line's three flat. Um, I got Cleveland 2.8, so there's just no room for me to take Chicago. But uh, um, I don't know. How long is Flacco going to keep playing like this? It's going to be win. Of course, Wynn never did bother Flacco in the past. He, he could play good and win, so... Um, you know, Bears still don't have a great pass rush. You might have time to throw. I, I think if you, I think if the weather isn't as bad as it's supposed to be, it, it might be a high-scoring game, to be honest. But uh, I'm going to pass it because I just, just too many directions this game could go. Next, we have Bucks at Packers here. Uh, Green Bay's three and a half point favorites. Total is forty-two and a half. Uh, Bucks last week with a huge comeback win um, puts them right now uh, at the top of the division there. Uh, as for Green Bay, they lost a uh, tough Monday night game and a thrilling showdown with the Giants. Uh, Professor, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, Green Bay was on a roll and then had a dud on uh, Monday night there. Green Bay's a little beat up at the skill positions. Uh, it looks like A.J. Dillon possibly broke his thumb. Uh, their top uh, deep threat wideout, Christian Watson, who opens it up, didn't play last week with a hamstring injury, might not play this week. And his direct backup, Dontavious Wicks, left last week's game with an injury too. Uh, gadget guy, Jaden Reed, has been pretty good for them. Tampa on the other side has a lot of defensive injuries, including you know the biggest guy in the field, Vita Vea. Um, Mayfield has the team competitive. Uh, I kind of wanted to lean Tampa plus 3.5, but Tampa going at Green Bay here. Um, I'm not seeing it. I, I don't have an opinion on the game. I think the total is reasonable, too. No no opinion for me. Yeah, the Packers, uh, you know, the same same cast of characters on the injury report. Ten starters. Watson and A.J. Dillon. I, I can't see Dillon playing with that thumb. And then if Aaron Jones doesn't play, I mean, he's been limited, hasn't played in four or five weeks. If he doesn't play, they have no running backs. 
uh, to speak of. Uh, I mean, it's a great spot for the Packers. I, I really wanted to bet them here, but uh, I, I got to wait. Um, I, I got to wait to see the injury report. Tampa's got some big injuries on defense. Um, I think the matchup's great for Green Bay if they get some players in the game here, but uh, we'll wait and see what the injury report brings. Um, but I have a heavy lean to the Packers in this game, and I've been really right on with this team for the past six or seven weeks. I've I've, been, I've hit this team either for or against. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to play them. I'll, I'll tweet it out on the X, uh, at Billy Pittsburgh, try to tweet some some stuff out over the weekend. Actually, I tweeted out to take the Giants on Monday night uh, plus six because we gave it out at seven on the show, but I tweeted it out for the people that didn't get the seven to take the six. Hopefully some of you saw that, but uh, yeah, follow it at Billy Pittsburgh and uh, I'll try to get some stuff out. Nothing on this game right now, though. All right, next we have a Divisional showdown with the Texans uh, traveling to Tennessee here. Titans are three-point favorites now. The total's at 37.5. Texans still not sure who's going to play quarterback this week, looking like Davis Mills. Um, As for the Titans, um, big win last week. So uh, what do you see here? Uh, Well, I think uh, Houston's beat up, and a huge thing is Davis Mills versus Stroud. I mean, that's going to drastically affect the opinion on the game. What I read Thursday was it's likely Mills to start. They're preparing Davis Mills to start. Um, Houston's playoff hopes are really kind of crashing down now. Losing Tank Dell and then Nico Collins back-to-back weeks is, you know, a killer for them. Um, And Tennessee, Will Levis had the best game of his career last week. Um, You know, he he plays a little sloppy, plays a little aggressive, but he has that gunslinger mentality. You can tell the teammates like to rally around him, and he's not afraid to push the ball downfield. Tennessee's offensive line is still god-awful. They are missing the best player on their team in Jeffrey Simmons as well. Uh, if Davis Mills is confirmed the starter, um, I like Tennessee minus three here. I, I Mills has played enough in the NFL. He's not a good NFL quarterback. He's a marginal backup at best. I like Tennessee minus three as Houston's devoid of you know two of their best skill players and Stroud. Um, but it's for me to check on Stroud and take take Tennessee. But I'm on the board at Tennessee minus three. I disagree. I don't. I don't. I think Davis Mills is one of the best backups in the league. I disagree. Totally. I mean, but he he's had two years where he started in the NFL, and and now he's a backup. I mean, I think he's one of the better backups in the league. And I don't think it's for sure that Nico Collins isn't playing. He hasn't been ruled out yet. Um, they get Dalton Schultz back. Um, Houston's won at Tennessee the last two years, and that's when Tennessee had better teams. Um, I don't know. I think Tennessee might be getting a little too – I'm not betting Houston, but I think the Titans might be getting a little too much credit. Uh, I mean, last week's win was a complete – I mean, no team in NFL history has ever come back and scored 14 points in the last three minutes to win in regulation. That's the first time it's ever happened. And Will Levis did not look good the entire game. He looked great those last two drives. Like he was like he was a seasoned pro. But uh, And I like Levis too, but honestly, I don't think it, it right. Obviously, Levis is going to be the better player in the future, 
But at this point in time, I don't think there's huge separation between Levis and Mills. And, uh, you know, Mills just got thrown in when, when, when Houston was getting blown out by the Jets. He kind of just got thrown into the game. Uh, now he's got a week of practicing with the first team. I, I think he's going to be itching to get in there after starting two years and not playing. I think it's going to be a dogfight. I really do. Uh, but uh, I'm going to pass the game. I think Tennessee is a stone sucker play. But. Uh, Davis Mills, unlike a lot of these backups that have done good or bad, we have enough data and film on him to know that he's not a good NFL quarterback. He's had some good games. That's not true. He's had some bad ones, too. I mean, there's a reason they drafted a quarterback in the first round, but um, I, I would take him as my backup over Trubisky or some of these other guys for sure. Great. Next uh, 1 o'clock game, we have uh, Giants heading to New Orleans. Uh, Saints six-point favorites here. Total is 39-and-a-half. Giants coming off a, a huge Monday night win against the Packers. DeVito playing some nice ball. The Saints here um, last week coming off a win, uh, beat down over the Panthers. Pretty dead team there. Uh, what do you see here? Uh, so the Giants came off a bye last week, had a great performance. Uh, DeVito was taking a very high sack rate before the bye. Uh, if I'm correct, he did not take one sack last week and against Green Bay. Uh, they had Their game plan was different. He didn't really push the ball downfield. Uh, there was a lot of shorter design looks for DeVito coming off the bye last week. And I think that Brian Dable, who I think is one of the best offensive minds right now, I think he really got a game plan that worked for DeVito and the Giants there. And the Packers kind of had some turnovers to make them look better than they were. That's all true, but um, the Packers really struggle against mobile quarterbacks, too. That's another, that's another thing that helped them. But, God, yeah. everything you said is right. And on the other side, New Orleans, there's a lot of chatter coming out of there. Uh, a very, very reliable beat reporter there says there's a lot of dysfunction. Uh, Derek Carr is not getting on with the team. Eric McCoy, one of the leaders of their offensive line. That's and not true. Lead, Derek leader, They said they were visibly arguing on the sideline last week. Uh, debatably, the top uh, New Orleans beat writer says there's a rift between Carr and the offensive line. Um, Derek Carr, another awful QB contract, but I, I mean, I looked at the Giants plus six here. I just can't bank on them doing it again. At New Orleans is a very tough place to play, so it, it's a pass for me. First of all, they showed a clip of Derek Carr screaming at his center, okay? What they didn't show at the end is them talking for whatever amount of time on the bench together. There's no rift between him and That's the offense. The top beat reporter just, said that. I mean, it, it's, it's like watching, uh, you know, one of these, one of these uh, shows on TV that talks about the celebrities. It's, it's the same gossip. It's gossip. Carr had issues last year on the locker room. I can't stand Carr, but him he, having a rift. He had issues last year no, in the locker room it's, with the it's Vegas, though. true. But anyhow, to get... Back to this game. Um, you know, last week we had the Giants very confident in the play against Green Bay. We took we took all the way down to six. Now it's the same line at New Orleans, a way worse spot. I mean, my first inkling is I wanted to take the veto because I love betting against the Saints. I love betting against Derek Carr. But, man, it's just, you know, you look at last week's play – how great it was. Now you're taking six in this spot, and you know it's just 
not even in the same ballpark as good as last week. Um, I did make the game lower. I made it 4.9. Um, I definitely lean to the Giants. Uh, but, you know, DeVito's still not an accurate passer. Um, I don't think he's going to have as much success running the ball as he did last week. And, and if the Giants fall behind, it's not like they're a good backdoor team, I don't think, either. Um, you know, they've benefited. They have a huge plus turnover margin in their three-game their, their three winning streak, which every game was pretty close. I mean, they had 6-0 to zero against Washington, I think three plus three against New England, and I think plus two or three last week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they've been benefiting from turnovers. I'm, I don't want the G-men this week. I, I'm going to pass it. Okay. Next we have uh, another divisional matchup. We have uh, Jets heading to Miami. The Dolphins nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 37-and-a-half. Uh, Zach Wilson coming back in the lineup, getting the start, uh, taking advantage of it too. Played well in the win over Houston. Dolphins coming off a crushing Monday night loss to the Titans. Uh, this is an interesting one. I think I think I might favor Jets here um, in bad weather. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be windy and rainy, so what do you think here? Well, this is uh, predicted to be the worst weather game on the slate here. Uh, steady winds around 20 miles an hour and gusts up to 30 of uh, potential rain. Uh, Zach Wilson last week looked like he was at BYU. Uh, running around, throwing it, he looked like he was playing with nothing to lose. Uh, and he looked like the free, loose player that he was creating things. That could be good or bad, but he was fast and loose playing. Um, Miami, on the other side, is coming off you know a horrible defeat. Uh, we'll see how they bounce back from that. Tyreek Hill was a big part of that last week. Um, we don't know for sure if he's going to play or not this week, or if he plays, if he's going to be limited. The key for Miami is their offensive line is beat up. Uh, Taron Armstead is hurt. Last week they're already missing left guard Robert Hunt. Uh, one of the top centers uh, in the league actually has been playing great. Connor Williams for uh, Miami went out for the year with a torn ACL. They moved Eichenberg from right guard to center. Uh, immediately after that in the game, you saw two and Eichenberg bobble an exchange on the two-yard line. They fumbled right after that. Miami's offensive line is struggling. Um, and with Tyreek Hill struggling as well, and the Jets' strength is their defense. I think the Jets actually could shock him here in actually a bad weather game. Um, I think it's either Jets plus the points or nothing right here. I don't think you could conceivably lay points with Miami in this spot. Yeah, I agree with both of you guys. Um, I, I think you hit it on the head. Professor Zach Wilson <clears throat> is free rolling, really. I mean, he knows his fate. He knows his future. He's going to be the backup Quarterback for the Jets next year. He's under contract one more year. Um, he's playing with house money. He, he's he's playing loose. Uh, I think Robert Sal uh, really screwed their whole season up. He, I think they probably could have another win under their belt and be, be in the playoff on if he would have just stuck with, with Wilson the whole way. Um, but, uh, I, I, you know, those offensive line problems that, I mean, the Jets have a bad offensive line. Miami's at this point is not any better with all the with all the injuries they've had. But um, yeah, I, th- I think I think Tua might be feeling some pressure here too. Uh, I mean, that, they have high expectations for that team, and he knows it. And uh, 
you know, bad weather with wind, he's, those timing passes that he floats up in the air might might not be as accurate. Um, you got a lot of things going for you with the Jets in this game. Um, I'm not going to pick it. Somebody hit the Dolphins minus eight, eight and eight and a half yesterday, and it's up to nine and a half with juice tens to the dog. Um, it's another one I'll, I'll tweet out. I mean, if it goes to 10, I'm definitely playing the Jets. I might even play them at 9.5. Want to get the final injury with uh, Tariq Hill and all, see, see what kind of shape he's in. But, yeah, look for a tweet here. I definitely favor the Jets big time. I agree with that. If the weather's bad and he gets the 10, I'd take the Jets yeah. too. Yep. But no play it for the show. Last uh, last one o'clock game here. We have the Chiefs heading to New England, take on the Pats. Uh, Chiefs eight point favorites as of now. Totals thirty seven and a half. Chiefs continue to struggle mightily on offense, uh, coming off a tough beat, tough loss last week against the Bills. As for the Pats, they have a nice uh, ten day rest here after uh, win on Steel win against the Steelers on Thursday night. Uh, Professor, what are your thoughts? Um. Well, we got New England coming off, yeah, like you said, 10 days coming off. Bailey Zappi, three first-half touchdowns against the Steelers. Zero points in the second half, though. Uh, I think that was an aberration. Yeah, as good as he was in the first half, that's how bad he was in the second half. Yeah, uh, Bailey, Bailey Zapp is a, a pocket-armed quarterback. Um, I think Kansas City defense is going to control and dominate the game. KC should bounce back here. Uh, speaking of offensive lines issues, uh, New England has it. Uh, they're playing a, a rookie right guard against Chris Jones. A lot of the snaps, their uh, best offensive lineman starting left tackle, Trent Brown's unlikely to play as well. Um, I think Kansas City defensive line is going to control the line of scrimmage here. Uh, Zeke Elliott had a uh, revitalized game last week, getting a ton of touches. He's looked good this year. He has. with he's, His legs are a little fresher than they used to be, but I just don't think he's the same talent that Stevenson is. And I think he's good. Definitely not. And um, New England does get Pop Douglas back at receiver. That should help. But I think Kansas City bounces back here. Uh, you know, Pacheco probably still out. And he's a, he's a key cog in their offense with how hard he runs and moving the chains for them. But I see uh, Kansas City, New England really struggling to score. And Kansas City's offense isn't all of a sudden going to put up 30 or 40 like they used to. Uh, they have not been scoring. Uh, they've been managing the games more to win, win with defense. I'm on the under here, under 37 and a half, is I think New England struggles to get to about 14 points, and KC is not going to be putting up 30 by themselves. So I got under 37 and a half here. I thought uh, until until the end, I thought you stole my handicap, but you didn't. Um, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs bounce back big here. They're getting tranquil back. They're big run-stopping linebacker. He's played great this year. Um, he missed the Green Bay game. Um, him and Bolton are playing really well up the middle at linebacker. I, I love the Chiefs' defense. Um, I think New England will struggle to score. Uh, you know, I, I could see your point with the under, uh, but it looks like they're going to get good weather, no wind. It uh, might rain towards the end of the game, but the weather, weather should be good mm-hmm. around 50 degrees. And uh, I, I, I like the Chiefs a lot in the teaser. They got, this game got bet from 10 to 7.5, then bet back up to 8, 8.5. Um, man, 7.5 and, and not I, – I, I love the Chiefs to win the game. You can tease it down to 2, and I'll take Kansas City 
in the first part of my teaser. All right. Next, uh, first 4 o'clock window game, we have 49ers uh, heading to Arizona here. Uh, Niners, 12.5-point favorites. Total is at 47.5. Niners coming off a win last week over the Seahawks. Offense still seems to be rolling. Um, as for the Cardinals, they're coming off a bye. Uh, what do you see in this one? Um, yeah, Arizona coming off a bye. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, their best receiver. I don't think he's practiced this week, if I remember. Um, he could be out as well, but um, San Fran's going to kind of do what they want in this game when they've had all their key weapons healthy, and that's uh, the receivers Debo, Brandon Ayuk, tight end Kittle, and running back McCaffrey. When they've had those guys healthy and throwing Trent Williams, they've been unstoppable. They've rolled through every team. When they sputtered, they're missing a few of those guys, including Trent Williams. Uh, Arizona has no prayer of stopping them if they're motivated and running here. That's why they're 12 and a half point road favorites. Um, it's so tough to go against San Fran, uh, but Arizona coming off a bye, I mean, can Kyler Murray create some offense here? But it, it, it's really tough. Even the San Fran backups with that system are still going to run the ball, run the ball successfully with Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell back at running back. Um, coaching mismatch here as well. I'm not a big Jonathan Gannon fan, um, so uh, I, I can't take the Niners. I can't lay that many points in the NFL, though. What do you think, Bill? I think, I think it's a bad scheduling spot for the Niners. Uh, but what you said about their offense is all true. Um, they get they get Wilson back at receiver. The Cardinals do, and uh, Marquise Brown. There's been a lot of games where he hasn't practiced all week. He's now he hasn't missed a game all season. He he's going to play. Uh, you know they're coming off a bye. He's definitely going to be in there. I think it'll be a lot of scoring here. Total's already been bet up, uh, but uh, I made the total 48.5, and I made the Niners 11.4. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if if Zona covered this one, uh, but I won't be on it, so I'll pass it. All right, next we have uh, the Commanders traveling to L.A. here to take on the Rams. Rams 6.5-point favorites. Total is at 50.5. Uh, commanders coming off their bye last week, and uh, the Rams coming off a tough overtime loss, but uh, really good performance from Stafford in the offense. That was a pretty crazy game. What do you see in this one? Uh, yeah, the Rams, I mean, they're fighting in the playoff hopes here. Uh, McVay has them playing really well. Kyron Williams has been dynamic since he's came come back. Um, Washington off a bye, though. Uh, they could bring some new stuff here. Um, you know, you hate to always go against these teams coming off a bye. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, this is really his chance to show what he has. You know, for the last few games here, as we think Rivera is a lame duck coach, and um, we know Washington skews extremely pass heavy in all situations. I, I mean, the total shows at 15 and a half, but I think this is a sneaky, very high scoring game. Uh, I think we could see a lot of points here. Washington has the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Washington doesn't have much of a pass rush. I think the Rams are going to go up and down the field. I also think Washington, Sam Howell, is uh, positioned to score here as well. Brian Robinson has a hamstring injury, may not play, but I don't think that'll affect them too much. Uh, I like a lot of points here. Um, I just can't pull the trigger on 50 and a half going over, but I wouldn't be shocked if this game hits 60-plus points. Uh, Robinson, I think, is a big player for Washington. uh, They they come off a bye. He'll probably play, right? Hamstrings are tough for running backs. He's a good player. Um, anyhow, uh, 
The Rams have a massive advantage offensively in this game, running and passing. Um, I, I mean, they may not punt the whole game. On the other hand, I think there's high variance how much Washington scores, uh, but I, but but I'm I'd be absolutely shocked if they scored as much as the Rams. Um, very low percentage of that happening. That's the second half of my teaser: the Rams minus a half with the Chiefs. Like it a lot. All right, last uh, four o'clock game here. We have possibly, arguably, the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowboys heading to Buffalo. Uh, Bills two point favorites right now. Total is at fifty and a half. Uh, Cowboys absolutely rolling right now. Dominated their last five opponents, I believe, won by multiple scores. Um, as for the Bills, uh, coming off their bye last week or the previous week and last week beating the Chiefs, uh, must win game uh, came through. So, what do you think in this one? I agree, Zach. Probably the best game of the week from an entertainment perspective. Uh, Dak football is re- fan, football mm-hmm. fan game. We're 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 fans, <laughs> you know. Um, I'd watch it even without any action. Um, but the Prescott is right up there with Purdy for MVP favorites. Uh, Josh Allen in that conversation too. Um, I think Dallas. They're they're skewing pass heavy. Pollard hasn't been that dynamic running the ball this year. Um, I, I do think Josh Allen and the Bills' offense will move the ball. The Bills are running a little bit more. Uh, Joe Brady, their OC who replaced Ken Dorsey, has actually been doing more design runs for uh, Josh Allen. They've also been getting James Cook a lot more involved in the pass game. Um, the Bills' defense is still really beat up, still missing a lot of key people. Defensive tackle Ed Oliver has been playing the best football of his career. Uh, I think this game's kind of a toss-up. I think Bills should be around two, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, no side for me here. Uh, weather doesn't look to be too bad in Buffalo. You know, Buffalo in December doesn't think, look to be that bad. I think bad. it is going to be uh, a little shaky. 50% chance of rain with 10 to 20 mile an hour winds. It's not going to be okay. that great. When I was reading, it wasn't going to be that uh, that bad. But um, So I kind of would lean Buffalo if I have to pick a side here. But I think two really good teams – uh, I think the game could go either way. Kind of one of those games, whoever has the ball last is going to win. Yeah, Dallas uh, is playing great football. Um, I mean, they haven't really played in inclement weather all season. Buffalo, on the other hand, has played in a lot of, a lot of rain, uh, bad weather games. <clears throat> I think Josh Allen is uh, way more cut out to, pay, to play in uh, – to play in rain and wind than Dak is. Um, I think Dallas, uh, you know, they went up to Philadelphia which uh, and San Francisco, which was the other two um, tough road games they've had this year. Arizona also, actually, and, uh, you know, all three games, I think the elements really bothered them. I, I don't – I think when they play good teams on the road um, – they're kind of shaky, and especially if the weather's going to be bad. I, uh, I mean, when this when this when this line came out, it was picking one on Monday. I immediately laid it with Buffalo. I would lay two, which is what it is now, and I'm going to lay some two. Um, and I'm recommending the Bills here. I think they're going to win the game. Uh, uh, actually, like it a lot. I think Buffalo uh, Cowboys are getting a lot of hype right now. Um, they, they have won 
a lot of games with margin, um, <clears throat> but that's over. Um, it's, it's mainly over bad teams, plus the Eagles, who are really struggling defensively and maybe even offensively right now. But, uh, yeah, give me Buffalo here. I, I love it. All right, next we got the Sunday Night Football matchup. <coughs> Ravens heading to Jacksonville. Uh, Ravens three-point favorites. Total is 42.5 right now. This one is a pretty big uh, AFC matchup for seeding, I would say. Um, last week, the Ravens, a uh, big uh, walk-off overtime punt return win. Um, Jaguars also in a close close battle with the Browns last week, uh, almost coming back. What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, Baltimore's in the driver's seat for the bye in the AFC now with Miami struggles there. Um, and Harbaugh has them ready to play every week. You really don't see a lot of down efforts from Baltimore. Uh, with some of the weather in the southeast, I uh, want to check this a little closer to game time here. But I think it's miraculous that Trevor Lawrence was able, able to play. I mean, I was watching the game live when he got hurt with that injury and seeing that massive high ankle sprain, getting treatment around the clock, I mean, must be great to be like a young 26 guy and just heal like that, you know. So, uh, but uh, he wasn't very mobile. He had, you know, one scramble I saw and he kind of fell forward like a face-first dive. But three and a half on the road is a lot if, you know, but I just don't know how healthy uh, he is. Uh, his security blanket, Christian Kirk, uh, they're neighbors in real life, and he loves throwing to him. He's the guy they go to as a man beater. Um, that Kirk uh, is a big loss. They're playing a six-round Penn State rookie, Parker Washington from Penn State in there. Um, he, ha he has uh, two touchdowns in actually two weeks, playing about 60% of the snaps, but Baltimore, I think, can control the game. Three and a half is just too much. If this was under three, I'd be all over Baltimore here in the spot. But <coughs> no opinion on 42 and a half. But I favor, uh, I like Baltimore to win the game, but I'm not laying three and a half. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I don't have much to say on this game. I made it 3.3 and 43. I, I'll have nothing in this game. A um, couple of comments. Uh, Sunday night football in general, like, after watching a whole day of football, like I'm, I'm usually like footballed out. Uh, like last week when the Dallas Eagle game, I watched the first couple series, made a real small in-game bet on Dallas, and didn't watch the rest of the games. A lot of times I don't even watch them. Uh, Chris Collinsworth definitely adds to the fact that I don't want to watch Sunday night football. And when I do watch it, I have the volume down. Thoughts on him, Professor? I, I think Collinsworth is a top five color man. Um, I think there's a lot of worse announcers. Uh, but, like, I didn't watch a minute of the Thursday night football last week. Sunday night, they have the flex. They usually get good games on Sunday night. I don't even care about how good the game is. It doesn't even matter. I mean, the, I, I mean, I, Collinsworth is smart, and he's knowledgeable, okay? That's, imp yes. that's really important. He embellishes the stupidest shit. I, I, can't, I can't stomach it. It's, oh. it's hard to take. I'll say I, 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 I prefer Romo's my favorite color man by far. Then after that, okay. I would have to go to the Manning cast. The Manning cast, not only do you laugh, but you learn. They diagnose coverages and routes and schemes. You learn football watching the Manning cast, and you get entertained. So that's my take on the announcers. Well, the NFL is too greedy. Speaking of Manning cast, let's talk about the Monday night game, Zach. Yes. All right. Next. Wait, one more comment on Baltimore. Um, OBJ is um, playing at an elite level right now. 
I mean, when he's in the game, the, I mean, the knock on him, he's always injured. But when he's in there, he's an elite receiver. I mean, he is amazing. I, at his age, I cannot believe how good he is. They're they're preserving him. He's splitting some outside snaps with Bateman. He's playing 55, 60% of well, snaps. Bateman sucks. They're I mean, trying to uh, really protect OBJ, not overuse him, because they know they're in the I playoffs. I mean, how good is he? It's he's scary. he's playing good. He's it's unreal. He, he's become a good route runner technician at this stage. I mean, I was like knocking the signing up and down. I, I cannot believe how good he is. But go ahead, uh, Monday night. <laughs> yes, uh, Monday night game. We have uh, Philly heading to Seattle here. Uh, Eagles are minus three. This game really got bet down. Um, totals at forty-seven and a half. Three juiced, I think, right? Yeah, Eagles uh, last week. Cowboys handing it to them uh, on Sunday Night Football. Uh, Professor, what do you see here? Well, I, I think it's a. This is a game both teams really need. Uh, with Philly losing last week to Dallas, if they went out, they still win the division. And if they went out, they they are probably getting rid of the bye as well for Philly. So Philly has no margin for error. Uh, Seattle's in a in a huge fight with a lot of teams for the wild card. Uh, Gina Smith, we're not sure as of now if he's going to play or not. This is Friday morning. They're playing Monday night. we got to see our Saturday practice reports for Gina Smith. Drew Locke is one of the better backups. Um, but Philly's defense, if you look at the drives against them, now I get the teams they played the last couple games. Uh, I believe I read in the last 10 drives against them that's been nine touchdowns and one field goal on the Philly defense. They cannot stop anyone. Uh, the talent level they have is great. Their scheme is awful. Philly has constantly had success, lost coordinator Steichen, Gannon. They're losing their coaches to other teams, and I think that's taken its toll on them. Sirianni comes from the offensive side of the ball. I think they're lacking leadership and coaching on the defensive side, and they have issues more scheme, not as much with personnel for the defensive side. I don't know if they could turn it around at Seattle here, which is a tough place to play as well. Um, I think it's a competitive game. I would never lay three in this game. Um, 48 and a half seems about right for me because Philly can't stop anybody. And Seattle has weapons to move the ball here. Um, for me, at three and a half, I'd consider Seattle. You know, three and a half with Juno Smith, I'd probably play Seattle. I think you can still find three. Rivers has three and a half, well, dog 20. I prefer Juno Smith over Locke, too, though. Gina's playing. He's I didn't, in. I didn't hear that. Oh, he's her. in. He's playing. Um, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on this game, Uh might get rain, 60% rain, no wind, which I think doesn't really affect either team. Uh, Philly's pass D is dead last uh, DVOA. Dead last in the league. Um, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback, and their secondary can't defend anybody. Uh, you know, both teams have good matches, matchups offensively, but Philly uh, has not really been – their offense has kind of been struggling, especially at the beginning of games. Um, I, I disagree with your professor. The, the, the Eagles do have room for error. They, they can lose a game because Dallas has a really tough schedule the rest of the way except that Washington at the end. Well, San Fran, so, too. I'm looking for them. Well, they're not going to get the one seed. That, that's out of reach. But they're, they're, uh, they're probably going to still win the division, and they can afford to lose this game because – they got the Giants twice in Arizona at home the last three weeks. They're probably yeah. going to win all three of those. So, that said, I think this is the last of the – I mean, Philly's just had a murderous scheduling. D 
disadvantage the last month, and uh, I, th I think I don't think it stops here. I think this is. I mean, after all those tough games, now they got to go to Seattle and play play Pete Carroll's offense. Uh, I mean, I love Seattle here. Absolutely love it. I took four. I would take three and a half. I would take three. But try to take three and a half uh, with with the dog juiced. I mean, I bet I bet some money line here too. I think they got a decent shot of winning. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks are going to give them hell here. I uh, I like Seattle a lot. Oh, I didn't. It's uh, clear on tape. Jalen Hurts is not 100. percent He's not moving and running like no. he used to. He was you know playing the brace on his knee. Um, and with him not 100%, that limits you know a lot of their offense. Yeah, he can still get pushed two, three yards, but that's not mean he's not dynamic running with the ball, creating in the pocket as well. So, um, Zach, put me on the board to Seattle three and a half. Oh, I put him on another game. Hmm? All right. So that wraps up the uh, games this week. Should we do a quick recap before we sign off? Go for it. All right. So we have five plays for Professor here. Uh, Detroit minus four and a half. Uh, the Falcons, Panthers under 34 or 33 yep. and a half. Okay. Uh, Titans minus three. Chiefs, Patriots under 37 and a half. And now Seattle plus three. Three and a half. Plus three and a half, yes. The half. Um, for Pittsburgh, Billy, we have uh, first a teaser with the Chiefs and Rams. We have the Falcons, Panthers under 34. Uh, Packers minus three. No, 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 no. You're you're not on that yet. Okay. No. All right. Scratch Packers minus three. Uh, I'm gonna tweet that out if I play it. Sounds good. Uh, Bills minus two. Yes. And Seattle plus three and a half or yeah. four. Yes. So. No, those, three and a half. There's no more fours. Gotcha. Plus three and a half. So those are Pittsburgh Billy's four exactly. plays. Zach, I uh, you know we do this podcast so the. People can follow me, but is it legal for like professor to give his opinion then follow me? Follow you? Yeah, I, I'm not a big social media guy. No, so. it's in Seattle. You know, you follow me after the fact. After you pass, I said I would take three and a half. Which Geno Smith was actually playing. you did say that. Thank you, but um, so no, I I I'll admit I do use Twitter or X to follow beat reporters to get inside. Yes, yeah, so why it's great. So, but um. That's really the main reason I'm on Twitter, to be honest with you. We got two agreeable plays this week. Seattle plus three and a half. Carolina Atlanta under 34. Yeah, good. Let's, let's go, win them. Let's go 2 0 on those, Bill. Did last week. Yes, love to hear it. Um, for next week's show, we'll probably do uh, something brief uh, during the holidays there. Uh, we'll probably air on Wednesday. Wednesday yeah, morning. we're going to air on Wednesday for the holidays and. Uh, you know, I'll use uh, I'll use the X on tw and tweet some stuff out because Wednesday uh, we might have some advantages though because lines won't be moving as much as they do by Friday. So, all right, good so luck, guys. Good. Yeah, good, good luck, luck everyone. Uh, good luck to the professor. <laughs> <laughs>